1: Of my birth and parentage, I was born in the northern part of the United Kingdom in the house of my grandfather, a gentleman of considered fortune and influence, who had on many occasions signalised himself in behalf of his country. He was remarkable for his abilities in the law, which he exercised with great success in the station of a judge, particularly against beggars, for whom he had a singular aversion. My father, his youngest son, falling in love with a poor relation who lived with the old gentleman in quality of a housekeeper, esp- espoused her privately as the first fruit of that marriage. During the pregnancy a dream could be imposed my mother so much that her husband, tired of the, of imp- puturity, At last consulted a Highland seer, whose fable interpretation he would have secured beforehand by a bribe, but found him incorruptible. She dreamed she was was delivered of a tennis ball, which the devil, too, to a great surprise, acted a part of midwife. Struck so forcibly with a racket, they disappeared in an instant. She was for some time inconsolable for the loss of her offspring." When all of a sudden she beheld it return with equal violence, enter the earth beneath her feet, whence immediately sprung up a goodly tree covered with blossoms, the scent of which operated so strongly on the nerves that she awoke. The attendant sage, after some deliberation, assured my parents, her firstborn be a great traveller, he would undergo many dangers and difficulties, and last return to his native land. He would flourish in happiness and reputation. How truly this was foretold will appear in a sequel. It is not long before some officious person informed my grandfather of certain familiarities that passed between his son and the housekeeper, which alarmed him so much, a few days after he told my father it is high time for him to think of settling. He had provided a match for him, to which he could in justice have no obligations objections my father finding it finding it would be impossible to conceal his situation much longer frankly owned what he had done and excused himself for not having asked the consent of his father by saying he knew it would have been for, to no purpose and that his inclination been known my grandfather might have taken such measures as would have effectually put a gratification of it out of his power he added, "No expectations, no exceptions could be taken to his wife's virtue, birth, beauty, and good sense. As for fortune, it's beneath his care." The old gentleman, who kept all his passions set one excellent order, heard him to an end with great temper, and then calmly asked, "How he proposed to maintain himself and spouse?" He replied. He could be in no danger of wanting while his father's tenderness remained, while he and his wife should always cultivate with the, old, the utmost variation. He is per- persuaded his allowance would be suitable to dignity and sacrifice of his family, to vision already made for his brothers and sisters who are happily settled under his protection. Your brothers and sisters, said my grandfather, do not think it beneath them to consult me in an affair of such importance as matrimony eating either I suppose would you like w- I suppose would you have admitted that piece of duty? You have not some secret fund in reserve, to comfort of which I leave you, with desire that you will design you seek out another habitation for yourself and your w- and wife and with in a short time, I send you an account of the expense. I have been at your education with you of being reversed sir you have made a grand tour you are a polite gentleman a very pretty gentleman i wish you a great deal of joy and your very humble servant so saying he left my father's situation easily imagined however he did not long hesitate for being perfectly well acquainted with his father's position, he said not he did not doubt that he was glad of his pretence to get rid of him, of his adorns, being in as veritable as the laws of Medes and Persians. He knew it would be to no purpose to tempt him by prayers and entries. So without any further application he betook himself with his disconsolate bedfellow to a, bed, to a farmhouse, when old servant and his mother dwelt. There they remained some time in situation, not ill-adapted to the elegance of their de- desires and tenderness of their love, which nevertheless my father chose to endure rather than supplement a an natural and inflexible parent. But my mother, foreseeing the inconveniences to which she must have been exposed, had has she been delivered in this place, and her pregnancy was very far advanced, without communicating a sign to her husband when disguised the house of my grandfather hoping that her tears and condition moved into compassion console him to an event which was now incorruptibly past she found means to deceive the servants and get induced as an unfortunate lady who wanted to complain of some marital grievances it being my grandfather's peculiar province to decide in all cases a scandal he was coolly admitted into his presence, where, discovering herself, she felt, she fell at his feet, in the most affecting manner, implored his forgiveness. Same time representing the danger that threatened not only her life, and that of his own grandchild, which was about to see the light, he told her he was sorry, the indiscretion of her and his son compelled him to take make a vow, which put it out of his power to give them any assistance. He had already imparted his faults, subject to her husband, to surprise that, that he should disturb his peace with any further impropriety. This said he retired, violence of my mother's affliction, with such an effect of her constitution, she was immediately seized with pains of childbed, and not had not an old man servant maid servant to whom she was very dear, for her pity and assistance had to incurring my grandfather's displeasure. She, in an instant fruit of my womb, must have fallen miserably vic- miserable victims to his rigour and inhumanity. By a friendship with this poor woman, she's carried up to connect and immediately delivered of a man-child. A story whose unfortunate birth he himself now relates. And rather being informed of what had happened, flew to embraces his darling spouse. As he loaded his offspring, the parental embraces, could not forbear shredding a flood of tears of holding the dear partner of his heart, for those ease, whose ease he would have sacrificed the treasures of the East stretched upon a flock in a miserable apartment unable to protect her from the incurrencies of the weather. It is not to be supposed that the old gentleman was ignorant of what passed. He Affected to know nothing of the manner, and pretended to be very much, su- much to be very much surprised, one of his grandchildren, by his earliest son deceased, who lived with him, as his heir apparent, acquainted him with the affair. He is determined, therefore, to observe no medium, but immediately on the third day after delivery, sent a preliminary order to be gone, and turned off the servant who had preserved a life. If he was so resp- separated, my father, he had recourse to the most dreadful imprecations. they bare knees implored that heaven would announce him if ever he should forgive or for- forget or forgive the barbarity of his sire. The injuries which his unhappy mother received for removal in such circumstances, the wonder necessaries were where she lodged together with her grief Anxiety of mine, soon for a hour into a languishing disorder, which put an end to her life. A father, who loved her tenderly, was so affected with her death, he remained six weeks deprived of his senses, during which time the people where he lodged carried the infant to the old man, who too late relented so far in hearing the Macaulay story of his daughter-in-law's death in the plurial condition of his son as to send the child to nurse. He ordered my father to be carried home to his house, where he soon recovered the use of his reason. Whether this hard-hearted judge felt any remorse for his cruel treatment of his son, a daughter of which is more probable, was afraid his character would suffer in a neighborhood, he professed great sorrow for his conduct to my father, whose delirium was succeeded by profound melancholy and reserve. At length he disappeared, notwithstanding all the magic inquiry, could not be heard of a sanguine tense, which confirmed most people in the, the opinion of his having made away with himself in a fit of despair. How I understood the peculiarities of my birth appear in the course these memoirs.